0: Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications expert and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com/boise or call 208 Imprint. That's 208-467-7468. It's your girl Christina. This is Overheard at Yoga, so let's crank up the heat and get down, dog. Oh, we're starting. We're doing this. Let's podcast. do it, um, Alex. Please introduce yourself as a human to our listeners.
1: Hello, my name is Alexander Millis. I am a food blogger in Boise, Idaho. I run a food blog called BOI Food. It's on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. I also run a podcast called The Table Rock, which is all about the local Treasure Valley food scene, also part of Speak Studio.
0: hey Oh. Oh. Do you go by Alex or Alexander?
1: Alex is fine.
0: Alex is fine. I always
1: say Alexander when I'm talking professional.
0: Oh, are you a professional?
1: I think so. I think
0: you are too. <laughs> um, I was really blown away when I went to your podcast recording oh, for Treefort at yeah. Fort. Uh huh. Um, I. I learned so much about you in the 30 minutes that you recorded. I don't even know if that it was that long. Yeah. Um, so will you t- give us like a little bit more about your background? Because you were a preschool teacher and then mm-hmm. I just found out you yeah. do tarot readings. Like, what, I do. What <gasps> don't you do? I should
1: have brought my cards. I was
0: kind of hoping you would. Oh
1: my gosh, yeah. We'll have to do a private reading. Yes. Um. Yeah, I do a lot of different things. I'm actually a bar promoter for Strange Love Downtown also. So if you ever oh. want to go out on Saturdays, hit me up. Um. I do a couple of things. With my food blog, um, primarily I just talk about, you know, the Boise food community and um that's been kind of how it started. I was actually I went um and taught at BSU this week.
0: Oh, that's which right. was so
1: awesome. Yeah, I got to connect with some local students and kind of hear their stories. Um, but I got to share my story about how I started my food blog. It started in 2016 and there was this like trend on Instagram and Twitter. I don't know if you heard of it, where you didn't want your name as your handle so oh, like my yeah. name used to just be alexander millis so it was just like or you know mine OG.
0: was um S- sassy extina
1: oh or, girl or, Ooh, so this or is or like sassy the, your Yogini new... or something like yeah that. you upgraded with your brand and then I, I was love like it.
0: let's just change it to extina yoga or yeah something. i love your name <laughs>
1: um yeah so i was moving back to boise i just graduated and i was like what would my name be and i was playing around with different things and boy food came up and i was like oh that's so interesting it's kind of a pun on me being gay and I was just so surprised that no one in the community had taken it as a community page. And so I swooped up on it. I took it as my handle. It wasn't until probably about middle of 2016 that I separated the account. A lot of my friends were saying, you know, as much as your personal stuff is like great and for you, it's not necessarily what people like to see. Like your food photos are getting more engagement. You
0: have to separate it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I did. I separated them. And that was kind of when businesses started to reach out to me, wanting to work together and do collaborations, just food for social media. And then I started to get paid to do advertisements um, in about 2018. And we're talking like maybe 20 to $50 per post. Now I get paid about $400 per post.
0: What? That is yeah. so cool. So I've had huge
1: growth um, in both engagement and following and what I do. It's been awesome.
0: Okay. So how did you get into yoga?
1: How did I get into yoga? You know, I was thinking about this because I was listening to the podcast. Um, I got into yoga very young. I'm from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And yoga is, it's interesting because I feel like I had a different cultural birthing of it versus maybe if you grew up more on the state side, just because in Hawaii, Asian culture is so enmeshed in ours. Like anime is considered very normative or sushi. Mm -hmm. Um, And I grew up doing yoga in PE, like as a kid. So yoga was like not a scary thing for me growing up. And then... I think really it started when I started my meditation journey. So when I was a camp counselor, um, one of my girlfriends recommended that I come to meditation. Little did I know that this meditation was half an hour. And for people that have done meditation, you know, like five minutes is a long time. Half an hour. Especially
0: when you've never meditated before. Like, and this is in on. a
1: group scenario. See, that was the other thing. It's in a group. So you sit down and then there's like this social expectation where you can't really leave. You're trapped. You're trapped there.
0: Do you have to stay sitting
1: yes on it. well you can either sit on a chair or sit on a pad i sat on a pad Can't lay down i was like a possessed demon i was like a squirrel i was <laughs> i remember hearing the ac unit just freaking so loud drumming and that kind of was what started my meditation journey and i really think having that long time just pushed me to like go harder at it and try it
0: i don't understand why though like what was yeah. about being forced to stay still for 30 minutes with social pressure and being blasted by the sound of the AC unit that made you be like, huh, I wanna follow this.
1: I think it was just that I'm such a great speaker and my family I think are huge communicators. We talk a lot in our head. We're very like empathic, emotional. That's just who we are. And I feel like that was probably one of the first times that I like learned that I could quiet the noise. And so when I started to do that with my mind, I started kind of as I started that journey to realize that I needed to work with my body for my mind to get there. Yeah. And yoga talks about that all the time, right? That like Uh meditation kind of comes from that. And I always think about the corpse pose and um, how centering it can be. But that's kind of why I started leaning more into yoga as I started exercising was because I found it really helped my meditation side.
0: Yeah. That's how I got into yoga too. Oh, really? I I was... They say a lot of people get into yoga because yeah. it's like fitness in Western culture. you yeah. kind of like, that's how you get people to start and then switch right. to the meditation side. Totally. But I took a yoga class. I was like, this is fucking weird. And then yeah. we get to the Shavasana. I was like, whoa, my mind is blown. Yeah. I love this feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm going to keep coming to yoga. Mm-hmm. And then surprise, surprise, I'm like, flexible. I can touch my toes. And people uh, are being like, girl, you're looking good. Yeah. But I was like, oh, I just thought it felt good in my head.
1: Totally. I remember when I was first able to, um, touch my feet, yeah. It sounds like such a little thing, but guys have very little flexibility. That was like such a marker. And I'm still working on putting my back and my heels for downward facing dog. I'm like so close.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm never going to have my heels on the ground. You
1: don't either. think it'll happen? No. I think in the next 20 years, I think.
0: Oh, maybe. I get,
1: yeah. I have like long-term goals for myself.
0: Okay. So people who can not put their heels <laughs> yeah. down and down dog is yeah. Tom Wheeler, who I have. Does he? On yeah, the podcast. of course. Uh huh. So... Yeah. I haven't seen
1: him do yoga. I'm sure he's perfect. <laughs> he is. Yeah. <laughs> he is. And
0: we, he's doing um, our teacher training in Mexico, and O-M-G. I'm going to make him teach at the studio. Tom, if you're listening, yeah. I'm excited for you to be a teacher at the studio, and you can teach us how to get our heels on the mat.
1: <laughs> Definitely. It's so interesting. One thing I think about yoga is um, what a learner it was for me when it came to trying to compare myself to others. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's that instinct when you're in class and you see someone doing like the perfect eagle balance pose or something like that. Um, Certain advanced poses. And
0: that's how you injure yourself. Is girl, I did yourself.
1: for sure. My first like oh. one to two years, I'd be like pushing myself. And I finally had to learn that it was like, no, you ease into it in your own time.
0: That's how I got a hamstring injury. And oh, that's no. probably why I will never get my heels to the mat and down dog. Because I got to have a little bend in my knees. Yeah, and just, I've got legs for days and I can't do it that's
1: one thing I enjoy about you as an instructor is that you're always giving us that freedom to maybe do something else or mm-hmm. transition or reminding us that there are different variations yes. and I think really good instructors do that because uh, I don't know there's those two types I studied yoga in college actually there's mm-hmm. the two types right any I- Iyengar and the other one but there's that it's like the idea that one of them it's like you have to push yourself in the pose. Okay, yeah. And then there's the other one where it's like, oh, you can use like mats and blocks and like try
0: Iyengar. to... Okay,
1: I'm an Iyengar <laughs> spirit. Like I am I love trying, you know, using the blocks, using my, my anything I can do to try to help mm-hmm. my body learn those poses. And it's definitely, I think, helped my growth.
0: That's really interesting. Some yoga studios are like, we need all the blocks, all the support and take it yeah. easy. And, and Iyengar is not easy at all, by the way. For sure. But I think... I my limited experience with the was uh-huh. like no props, do it, do it or yeah. bikram. Bikram was yeah. like, yeah, oh, I've done bikram. Yeah. It. Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I see some some benefit in that too sometimes if I really tried pushing myself. Sometimes it did help me kind of get to that pose point, but I think it was more likely to hurt myself, I don't know.
0: Well, finding the edge is yeah. finding the balance. That's the totally. difficult part and that's the beautiful part of yoga.
1: Yeah. And I always think about just going back to my breath like it's in meditation, it's in yoga, but Something about when you're having that movement, it just puts you back to your breath so beautifully.
0: So you grew up doing yoga.
1: Yep, in Hawaii. Um, And then, yeah, when I was in college, I kind of started practicing again. Um, It kind of helped my meditation. When I was working as a preschool teacher recently, I used to do meditation uh, 7 to 8 o'clock. Every Monday through Friday.
0: When you say seven to eight o'clock, you're talking about an hour. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is this a guided meditation? No, it
1: it was a Zen meditation. So it's a little different. So I started in um, the Nepalese Buddhism meditation. And then I worked my way into Zen Buddhism, which is a Japanese style. It's very formal. Mm -hmm. Um, So for instance, when you walk in the room, there's a procedure where you like think, you thank the door for passing it. You thank the chair for allowing you to sit on it. You thank the wall for being, supporting you. And then you have to sit down and turn around backwards to get in your pose. And it's really interesting. I've enjoyed – now I practice it regardless of what I'm doing because it just kind of helps me put myself in a mind frame to, like, focus again. Huh. Yeah, so you sit down backwards and then turn.
0: You sit down backwards and then you turn.
1: Yeah, when you sit in your cushion.
0: In your cushion, you sit down backwards. Mm -hmm. And then you turn to face the way you want to face.
1: Yeah, which is the wall.
0: You're facing the wall. Are your eyes open or closed?
1: You can – the – It's interesting. Zen Buddhism is kind of like, these are the things we want you to do. You don't have to do them. It's just what's recommended. In Zen Buddhism, they recommend that you have your eyes like half open, half closed. And kind of try to be able to see, but not necessarily put your energy on looking at what you're seeing.
0: Do you trip out when you meditate?
1: You know, sometimes I do for sure. I have moments. um, Sometimes my brain will trick me and I'll totally be in like a frame of thought. And I'll like, I'm not meditating. I'm like thinking of my grocery list. Yes. So it's it's definitely like a battle in a way or like a dance.
0: I've never heard meditation as a battle. But it can I can feel that I, way I sometimes. I feel like you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially when I have like things going on, maybe something happened in the family or I have a lot like of a workload. Um, that's why I go to yoga, because I feel like getting my body centered body and mind. It's like it's such a thing.
0: Okay, so you do meditation every day.
1: For um, you know I don't know. Right now I haven't been practicing. Sometimes I'll do like five minute guided meditations, like Spotify version. That's kind of what I've reduced. Spotify's to now. amazing. Spotify's so is good. Free
0: meditation stuff.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, so I do that. Um, and a lot of the time I do morning yoga. That's kind of like my like I have to do.
0: So what do you do for morning yoga?
1: Just wake up stretches. So I'll like sit down. That's the first thing. I used to like be that person that wakes up and checks my phone. Yes. Now I wake up and I try to just be present with my body. I'm like, what's going on? How are you doing today?
0: How do you make that transition from phone to like checking in with yourself?
1: Just making a rule that I don't touch my phone to the second I wake up. So that was like a habit that I just had to stop. Um, oh. So that was, yeah, the first part of the process. And then, you know, checking in with myself. I think part of it, I just grew up in a culture where it's very much like we need to get the places and do the things yes. a rushed environment and yes. I've kind of learned to give myself the time if I have to wake up an hour earlier so that way I can give myself a mindful presence for an hour I need to do that what
0: inspired you to to do that to create that change
1: yeah I mean I think a lot of my work because a lot of the times I have to be present and communicating and be aware of what's happening and if I don't give my treat myself to my personal time then I'm not able to do that and maybe that's like the ambervert in me Um, the what in you the ambivert so it's like an extrovert with introverted tendencies so i'm not a complete yeah so i'm not a complete extrovert um i get like exhausted from being around too much people same um but at the same time i do i am an extrovert i do build energy off people um and have those qualities as well okay um i feel like like my social side my food blog people see the extrovert side of me which is like definitely 80 percent of who i am very authentic and true but there's still that like 20 30 percent that's more introverted, that's more private with my friends.
0: So if you're not taking care of yourself and being mindful, checking Mm -hmm. in with yourself first thing in the morning, how do you start to see that and notice that you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm getting in trouble because I'm seeing this happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think um, the mindfulness, as I've gotten more into my practice, being mindful about what my body's doing and how I'm proceeding with things. And I started this one process recently, cold water exposure therapy, Tell me everything. Um, so I started last year jumping in the Boise River every day. Um, is
0: it? Does it have the same benefits as cryotherapy? Is it similar? Dissimilar?
1: It's similar. You have to stay in longer in cryotherapy. Or no, in, in d- jumping in the river. So jumping in the river is like 20 minutes versus cryotherapy is like five minutes. But
0: it's so much colder in cryotherapy, right? Yeah,
1: I want to try it. I I've just haven't had the time. But I'm going to do it one of these days.
0: I, what's that documentary with Tom? Tom Robbins, Tim Rob, who's the, the... Tom Robbins? Mm. <laughs> who's the this the speaker, the motivational speaker who's been oh oh Tony Billy? Robbins, Tony Robbins, yeah, oh he does it, yeah. That I go, he... documentary where he yeah. has a cold plunge pool at his yep. house and he gets totally. in it every morning. Yeah,
1: I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: so some of the benefits to that are.
1: It's first of all, who needs a coffee if you're gonna jump in the river at eight in the morning? Let me tell you, that is like <laughs> you are energized for the day. You do not need that coffee. That oh was a gosh. huge benefit after
0: hot yoga. I need to jump in the river. Yeah, I get too hot. I, I have really to tell you this it, yeah. story. I just remembered. Uh-huh. So I had this. No offense, if he's listening or anyone knows what I'm talking about but I had this weirdo boyfriend when I was oh. when I was like a young hippie yeah. and he was such oh, a hippie, my hippie heart. Yes. and so he he would always try to like try new things uh-huh. that he would hear about and like one time he was like you can't take a shower because then you're gonna get rid of all your energy and then after a few days he's like I think you need showers every day I'm like yeah I think we do too for sure um, yeah. but then he's like well you can't take hot showers anymore you have to take cold showers and then it became like I don't even need to take a shower in the house; just hose me off outside. So I would
1: hose You would him hose him off outside.
0: Outside, and a part oh, of gosh. me was like, "This I guy's fucking crazy." Yeah. But I'm really enjoying hosing yeah. him off outside. Yeah. And Live I don't know. Best life. <laughs> we we part we parted as friends, and, yeah, and we started aw. to explore different different things. But he's he's amazing. But I remember uh-huh. I just had this memory of being me like, "Oh yeah, so and so who I." Aided loved getting hosed off with cold water and he said similar things. It's really healthy for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it it was, but it definitely has helped me also just like I feel more active in my body. It's hard to describe. And definitely with doing yoga, it helps me cool my muscles down so that way I don't get overworked.
0: What do you eat before you go to yoga or don't eat?
1: Um, usually I, uh, almost religiously drink, um, bubbly water. I love, Mm -hmm. uh, like it's called Gurgelmeister. It's a German brand Mm -hmm. and it has the most minerals and it's the cheapest.
0: Get out of here. Yes,
1: girl. I really recommend it. It's in like a clear bottle. It's white. They have it at the co-op. Um, but I usually drink that pretty much every time you've seen me with it. I'm sure yeah. the giant bottle, Yeah. sometimes I like spill it in class. I'm like, oh my gosh, like get it together. Doesn't
0: it like make you bloated and have to burp a lot? Like I it drink McCoy all the burp- time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It does make me burpy. Um, but it does make me filled and I like that. I don't necessarily uh, like eating too much before yoga. Right. Cause I have, I sometimes will get an upset stomach.
0: Um, do you have diet restrictions mm-hmm. or anything like that?
1: I don't. I have a pretty open palate. I'm very blessed. Um, I'm not really a, a picky eater. I'll try anything. Oh. Yeah. I feel like the older I'm getting, the more curious my diet is.
0: Okay. What food would you recommend to yogis? Like what restaurants? What, oh, gosh. What menu items well, well, I did want that recom- yogis would be happy about?
1: Yeah. I don't know about this, but this is something I'm excited about. I wanted to tell you. It's called Orchestra Provisions. Have you heard of it? No. It's a company local to Boise. Um, and it's a spice company that uses cricket seasoning as a protein source. <laughs> so it's like spices with with crickets.
0: Where do they source their crickets?
1: Locally, they're
0: locally sourced. crickets. Yeah, they grow them. Mm-hmm. They grow them. Yeah, are they organic? Cricket?
1: I don't know. I think so. I would assume.
0: Locally, yeah. cricket they, seasoning. Um,
1: they're off, They offer them at um, Roots
0: root wild root cafe no roots um oh, the grocery store yeah the grocery store on chinden yeah
1: zero waste Yeah, zero waste cafe and the co-ops
0: oh my gosh and, and if i was thinking of it for, and it tastes yeah. good
1: yeah it's it's just fun it's just a fun alternative and i think you know new protein sources are a really big trend right now and mm-hmm. i think it's all i don't know if anyone's like willing to be courageous and just try it i think it's a fun little thing
0: this is what i want to see happen in boise and i really would love Uh megan and her husband josh to create Uh this okay Um, my friend megan from Uh the yoga studio hollywood yoga pure serenity yoga.com and her Mm -hmm. husband they own um west side drive-in
1: oh my gosh love yeah uh yeah boise staple
0: so anyway west side drive-in um didn't used to have the vegan menu options until Josh <gasps> started dating Megan because Megan was vegan for Aww. like 10 plus years yeah. so they started to add more to the menu which you've seen the menu it's totally dangormous. yeah but they're both yogis they both mm. love exploring healthy foods yeah she has a a cleanse on her website, so like you can imagine, like having a cleanse and then going to Westside. Which, by the way, I love Westside. I will get their buffalo fries any day of the week. Okay, um, but they buffalo fries op- that sounds so good. They want to open up another restaurant, and they were thinking it would be a cool to cool. have like a yogi restaurant. And I want like a sexy a yogi restaurant oh. restaurant that you can feel really good about. Um, yeah, we I went to Chandler's with my mother once, and uh-huh. she's like, "This is just entertainment" because she's a raw food chef. Oh and wow. She prefers to eat like really clean. Yeah. Like she won't even cook. I her knew food. someone
1: that did the raw food diet. I envy those people. I feel like that would be too difficult.
0: So she's like, look, I haven't seen my daughter in forever. We're gonna yeah. have some entertainment and eat some entertainment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how and where in Boise can we find besides mm-hmm. oh who was I just th- who were we just talking about before we started recording?
1: Uh Kula Connection. Connection. Yeah. They do a date night. They do.
0: But I want something like regular that's open all the time
1: yeah brick and mortar yes totally um you know i feel like that is the cool thing about the boise food culture is we are getting more veganism and more plant-based and more varieties um and we're seeing that and i just love it so much you have like kibrums which is so delicious african um it's like on state street i want to say have you had it wait
0: how what's the name of this restaurant Kibrams.
1: it's ethiopian how do you spell it k-i-b-r-o-m-s
0: Kibram's? i'm so proud i know it yeah Mm -hmm. And it's an Ethiopian restaurant. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah.
1: They have this bread. I can't remember what it's called, but it's kind of like a crepe. And it's like rolled out and then you roll your food into it. And it's like finger foods. I haven't
0: had Ethiopian food in years. Okay. And
1: they have like a whole vegetarian section too. Okay. Yeah. Right to my heart. Great. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think of fun foods. One thing I've been really obsessed with when I think of my yogi journey, lotus root. I just started incorporating in my diet maybe a year ago.
0: You can eat lotus root?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sell it at the local um gro- the Asian markets. Oh, yeah, and they come in just packaging. And what I do is I just cut it open, um, start kind of slow cooking it, and then I put soy sauce and some maybe some more flavorings into it. Was it looking and like? just let it soak. It looks so cool. It's um, it's like a round coin with holes in it. Okay, and it looks very I don't know Zen. I, Do you eat it with rice? Yeah, mm-hmm, with rice, with tofu, maybe some other veggies. I love like uh, what is it, a bibimbap? Have you had that before? Mm-mm. It's like a Korean dish with like a lot of variety vegetables. Mm-hmm. I love like side dishes. I think are so fun. Tapas, I'm all about.
0: Awesome. Okay, yeah. other other restaurants that you recommend for yogis?
1: Oh goodness, you know I've been loving teo Oh, Chiqueteo. Yeah, is
0: that yeah. How you say it?
1: Chiqueteo. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're bass. The you know they are. We're just bringing such a new vibe to Boise, and I feel like it's so authentic to us. They started working with the, I wanna say the LED dance studio.
0: Ooh. So they were doing like
1: dance parties and storytelling. And their
0: tapas. You can get good yeah. wine and cheese mm-hmm. there. I went to Our a wild root, root yeah. cafe recently and ran into Yum. yogis, and then we shared a table. There's six Aww. of us who all knew each other from yoga. What'd you guys get? Uh... What did I what did I get? I think I got the vegetarian sandwich. Okay. Um, and someone got a bowl that looked really amazing. I don't know if it's called a Buddha bowl. Oh yeah, Buddhaful I love Buddha
1: bowls. Bowl. Yeah. It was called like mm. the
0: Buddhaful bowl and that looked yeah. really delicious. Yum. So I think that would be a good place to What go foods to. do
1: you associate yoga with?
0: Um Bali. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, so I went on a yoga retreat in Bali yeah. in the ho- oh my gosh, the Matt. hotel we were at. Was it at. magical? Of course. Yeah. And I, and before I went, I was like, the hype is ridiculous. I don't want to go. It's probably terrible. Yeah. And it's probably a bunch of self like righteous yogis there. Yeah. It was not. It was, it was not. The hype was real. It was beautiful. Yeah. And every restaurant, even like, even the Italian restaurant, they would serve like shots of green juice on the menu. Like you could go oh, to the love. drink menu and they had like yeah. a mocktail menu with fresh pressed juices. Yeah. And then they had a cocktail menu. So no matter what, which restaurant you went to, they knew who the crowd was. And it was a lot of yogis. So Ooh. I would get like ginger shots and colloidal silver shots. And then I'd get like an organic pizza.
1: <laughs> oh, love it.
0: But the the restaurant at the studio where we were practicing like four hours a day, they had a cafe and everything was basically like a like a Buddha Bowl style, and uh-huh. so then you would just pick your protein, pick your veggies, and and then it would be like mm. couscous and salad, and this maybe this kind of salad, and then fresh coconuts, and oh. and so when I think of yogi food, I'm just, I'm thinking like Buddha bowls, fresh pressed juices, um, and then on the days where you work extra hard, there was a bakery that was across the street from where we were staying, and I was staying in what's the name, uh, Changu Bali, oh, yeah, and mm-hmm. it was at um, I can't remember the name of the place. Oops. Oops. But this bakery <laughs> but it was, good. was amazing. And they had these sweet rolls. And so like every oh, day yum. in the evenings, like after our hard workout, I'd be eating that sweet roll. It was so good.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, there's this episode on what I'm trying the chef's table on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's with this Korean nun from South Korea. Uh, and she talks about how cooking is her state of flow, mm. like her meditation. And I find, I go back to it all the time. It's my favorite episode. I'd love to visit and meet her in person or her, her village. Um, but I find that interesting finding your yogi journey in food and how important it is to that journey. Was she
0: the Michelin star? Yes. Street street food lady. Yeah. I saw that episode. Okay. Yeah. That was amazing. So
1: amazing. I just think about that though, like being present in your food. And Mm -hmm. one thing I've been trying recently is trying to be off my phone when I eat which is mm. of, of course hard as a food blogger. And sometimes it's just unavoidable. Oh God. Yeah.
0: As a food blogger, you have to yeah. like take photos. I was talking
1: about in the, <laughs> in the last podcast, but it's definitely like your food gets cold. You know, it, it takes a minute.
0: Yeah. I have to ask you, what yeah. have you overheard at yoga?
1: What have I overheard at yoga? I'm trying to think of what I've overheard at Hollywood, you Ooh. know, since I've been for a bit, I feel like everyone's pretty, I don't, Maybe it's me. One thing is when I get get on the mat, I'm so focused on my own journey. It's mm-hmm. almost like I tune everyone out. I remember, you know, Larry. Yes. I love Larry. I oh, love Larry, if you're listening to this, we love you. Um, <laughs> But he was sitting next to me on the mat the other day, and I just didn't even notice it was Larry until the end of the class. And he was like, what's up, Alex? And I was like, you were next to me this whole time. And I just had no clue. I was just doing the thing. I love that. Yeah. But, I, you know, one thing I did think about when I was coming on this podcast was... The conversations on like gay people and Mm -hmm. yoga. I think there's this kind of stereotype of yoga being feminine and gay people kind of having more uh, like there's an assumption sometimes that men that do yoga are gay. Okay. And I, you know, as I've gotten more into yoga, I found that to be so untrue. And of course, yoga started with men to begin with. Um, But I found that interesting as part of the conversation is um, what the expectation is to be on the mat. Um, the culture and I feel like different studios bring out different cultures in a way yes you know you feel certain things sometimes I feel like um, I'm a soldier in like the tribe that has to like meet the standard
0: what is that wait what do you mean by that
1: like I don't know sometimes I feel like there's more competition in the air and sometimes instructors Uh. are a little harder one of my favorite instructors Donna who I used to go to in the summers I don't know if you know her um, big blonde hair. Oh
0: yeah. She owned essential uh, central hot yoga. It was soon oh, was before. It? And then I think she sold it. Yeah. I think so. Now it's yoga six.
1: I love Donna though. She's fabulous, but she works me like a freaking. I mean, sometimes I'll feel, I'm like, I can't go on. And Donna's like, lean back, go back. And I find myself going back. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I guess it's just sometimes the different culture. Yeah. can be interesting um how you perform you know and
0: okay so some cultures really push you and you're and you feel motivated by it and you don't feel which I mean the other side of the coin would be pressured
1: Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like it can be more of a relaxed environment and that's what I prefer I think everyone has Mm. a different style that they like Mm -hmm. I like when everyone's just chill yoga chill yoga chill yoga yeah
0: okay if you were to teach a yoga class Uh what would you call it
1: oh goodness Hmm. I mean, I'm going back to like the uh, men's yoga I did with Kula Bros, but I feel like something in that ballpark, like yogurt and yoga, I don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would be food
1: related is I I guess what I'm getting at. I think
0: most people when they first hear yoga, they hear Uh yogurt. And I think, who's this woman? I met this woman. Is there like a
1: stem there? Yeah.
0: There's there's a connection between yoga and yogurt, but there's a woman from Australia who Uh I met in my teacher training and she would, the way she pronounced it. Yoga, yoga was yogurt. So I, I was Yogur. like, so whenever I think yoga in my head, sometimes I hear oh. her accent being like, yogurt. I love yogurt.
1: <laughs> if I could turn all words into food words, I would.
0: <laughs> um, Alex, I'm so stoked that you came on my podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh. Um, plug your stuff. Tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Yeah, you can follow me on BOI Food on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, and on the Table Rock Podcast.
0: Yeah, we'll see you on your mat soon. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and I want to hear from you. Please send me your Overheard at Yoga stories. Tell me about your yoga journey, what you love about your home studio, or the funny thing you overheard at yoga. Find me on Instagram at overheardat.yoga to submit. There are so many different styles of yoga and opinions about yoga, but the one thing I've seen in all my travels to different studios is yoga brings a community together. Namaste.